When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Lori and Julia show. Perhaps you're listening on your radio dial, you know, 107.1 FM. Maybe you're listening on the stream. Maybe you're listening on the app and maybe you're listening in the future as a oh, podcast. Gosh, I love it when you talk about the future. Because yes, I wanted to say, if you're doing those things, you can get listener rewards, you know, just for listening. You got to sign up, but it's a new month. So we got new rewards, gift cards to Cub Foods, Amazon, Starbucks. And much more. Mm-hmm. Check out listener rewards at mytalk1071.com. Mm-hmm. I wonder how our $10,000 winner is doing. That was mm-hmm. so fun. All I right. What, that all was right. last week, Julia. Now we're moving Move on. on. Today, today is Monday and uh, uh, efficacious. What's our new word? Uh, efficacious. efficacious. Yes. Uh, uh, efficacious has taken over? No, our efficacious um, results from the weekend. How do we word this in a uh, <laughs> the weekend? The efficaciousness of the weekend worked. How about that? Um, wow! Yeah. I, are you in the inoculation period? No, is starting? Uh, inoculation is not a sexy word like it efficacy isn't. and efficacious. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Oh yeah, we were Stephanie and I. Well, I was. I shouldn't encounter. I was swooning over Dr. Fauci and some of his science talk. On, uh, Does it turn you on? Do you think well, you just find it sexy? The calmness of of everything, you know, uh, of of you know, giving his response about why is why are the Britain why are the British people getting the vaccine before we are? You know, Americans always want everything first. Well, and he explained uh, the different that, processes that we go through with our FDA. We're the gold standard. Basically, mm-hmm. we have to vet the results. Yep. They don't just take the drug companies. It kind of uh, reminds word. me of the Airbus 737 or That's whatever right. the Boeing plane was because they did all of their own Research, uh, research, yeah, and mining. Like the Today Show when they investigated Matt Lauer and then fired everybody and then gave him twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just whoa. good to have outside counsel. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of, um, yeah, remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Crown and I and I said this has gotten out of hand, so under their skin, and we know this because of all the squawking, Clarence House and. Friends of Prince Charles and stories about how William and Harry will be devastated to see their... All this squawking and yakking about season four of The Crown. Literally a show that's been in its fourth year, The Crown, about The Crown, the very crown that... But it's a made... For TV. TV, it's not a documentary. Right, and but they have been squawking about it because basically what season four has done to the real crown is 
the whole decades-long rehabilitation of Charles and Camilla has been wiped away. Blown to smithereens. Yes, wiped away. The Blown memory to absolute smithereens. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and he's going to be the king next year. Because and he just looks like a schmo because he was a schmo. That's right. But he was, you know. There's people can rehab and people go through stuff and people are. And bad. apparently, it's twenty years later. It's thirty years even later. Even the queen, you know. I mean, no, they never said anything. In fact, there would be little things about, you know. Oh, I remember when there were like little teases that possibly some of the royals may watch it in season sure. one, two, and three. Yeah. And last week, when the British. Minister of Culture called out Netflix to specifically, and I, I'm thinking to myself, this is to a add PR, a warning label, to like add a, a cigarette smoking. This yeah, might be dangerous to, to your label health. Label this, uh, you know, fiction. And I thought you have shown your hand, sir. Yes. Is that all of this is basically it's even truer than we think? If it's hitting home that much, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, like. I mean, sure, they could they have put in that Camilla, when she was married to uh, Parker, Parker Bowles, who in season three, we saw that Anne dated him and probably had a love affair. Well, Charles was boinking Camilla before Andrew Parker Bowles and Camilla were married. So that was the, remember the foursome? The love triangle. They mm-hmm. never said anything about that in season three. That was rather salacious. Mm-hmm. Phillips roving wiener over continents. And We're I'm talking trips. about the future king. Yeah. We're talking about Charles. Right. So it's undone that. So Netflix, basically, here's what they had to say. I mean, they, I don't know why they've made such a fuss about it because I mean, Netflix have got, has got to be happy about all the free publicity. Oh, it's massive publicity. And all everyone people, and their mother is talking about this. And also for people that are like younger who weren't around. I mean, Princess Diana, that breakup, that if you followed gossip and you thought, I mean, she died at the height of her beauty. She's just getting away and starting her life and being happy. I mean. It was the hugest story because it was, it was huge. It was celebrity. It was royal. It was she was beautiful. The, she had money. She, it was the Cinderella it was a, story in France. Yeah. So um, anyway, so here's what they they released a statement. Okay. Um, we have always presented the crown as drama, and we have every confidence our members understand it's a work of fiction. That's broadly based on historical events. As a result, we have no plan and see no need to add a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. So that was nice and shady. Yeah. Because, of course, why the hell should Netflix put it? What do they care? And what do they care how dumb people are if they believe that uh, all is true? And, uh, you know. Well, they don't need, they're not licensed through the BBC or whatever kind of veiled threat this has been. Remember, the Minister of Culture, that means a parliamentary guy, which means the Queen has somehow so blessed put it in this. his ear. Well, has blessed it or Charles has blessed it because they've been leaking like sieves. This isn't true. I mean, Andrew Parker was called in their set. He he and Camilla had a very racy, horsey lifestyle um, 
out wherever they lived, you know, the Toffs where their country estates are. And he was Rocko, called... a racy, horsey lifestyle. Well, you know what that <laughs> you know. means. And not really. Well, it means there's a lot of outbuildings and there's oh, a gosh. lot of places Now for, she's bringing up Tom Cruise. No, there's a lot of places for <laughs> you know, discreet time. sex to be I happening I, because of all the outbuildings. You can you gallop on a land. horse. And we saw this in the you crown. You can gallop on a horse out to, to a somewhere corner. to a corner. Right. To and a silo in the back 40. Camilla's husband was called Andrew Poker Bowls Bowls because he was Poker Bowls? Yeah. That's not a good name. No, I know, but he was very handsome and suave and I guess women dropped their hunting trow for him all the time and he did the same. (laughs) So yes, they didn't have that story in there, but I mean it has blown their rehab and the more they've protested the, the worst they've made yes, it. I would agree. Because now all these side stories are coming out about, well, did Charles really say to Diana? I, you know, I don't really, I, I'm not in love with you on the night before their wedding to a 20-year-old. Right. No, but we do know from Andrew Morton that she did find the CNC cufflinks that he wore on their wedding day when he was taking, you know, she noticed can you imagine? Can you get married to someone else and they're wearing a gift from from their mistress, but you don't know that they're still on? Right, that and would you, be so uncomfortable. And Camilla, <laughs> Camilla, I guess one of the things that made her very witty, which because I think she kind of comes up the as like she's more practical. Like I can't be with you, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I haven't watched this season yet. Anyway, one of the things Camilla, and this is for real, is her great grandmother was the mistress to Charles' Charles' great-great-grandfather. And so she always laughed that they should just be that. Just be lovers. Yes, just, uh, you know. There's history here. There's history here. There's precedent to be a mistress. And, you know, some people might prefer being a mistress. Can I ask a dumb, I mean, I don't follow this stuff. Please, just ask Now, if and when, you guys have the theory that the queen will step down and Charles becomes the king, right? Then does Camilla also get... She, is she the queen? She no, will never no. be the queen, she but will she never, will be... She gets, let me tell you, I know what her title okay, is. because we've looked this up in the past. We've looked it up in the uh, past, and it is um, because this was like, they had to make this be known ahead of time before they, they did, got married. Before they got married, because people would have been outraged if she would have gotten the title as the queen. Yeah, so she's... Um, because she's a divorcee, they both are. I mean, there's a lot of firsts here with this couple. Yeah, and um, I mean, really, what is she called? Okay. I can't yeah. remember, like, Princess Queen... Con- She'll be known, here it is, Her Royal Highness, the Princess Consort, which is a slightly massage title. Apparently, Charles dithered about whether they should, in fact, finally get married, but apparently Camilla's father stepped in, encouraged him to make it official, and... Charles' secretary just said, you have to decide one way or the other, mistress or missus. And so then they took all kinds of royal Do photo we don't we? Yeah. They got married in a civil ceremony. But that's what you HRH, the princess consort. Mm. Yeah. It She'll, sounds, a consort sounds like a hooker. That's what I was saying, I know. Too. It totally sounds, because a consort, I feel like in all the old books, was, was like your harem. Yeah, there might be something to it, but... Um, 
Can I get a princess consort tonight? Right. Maybe she she wears a tiara or something. There you go. Well, Pornhub is offering lifetime memberships. And you can go there and pee. I think that they should just like, they should, everyone at Clarence House, Clarence House still has their Twitter page turned off. Because there are so many youngins, though, discovering the biggest celebrity gossip story of the 90s. All over again on season four. But they had to know it was coming, for crying out loud. Well, that was a big part of the royal family of the but, monarchy. But remember, one of the things we've learned about the crown is they they excel most of the time at sticking their hand, heads up their own royal arses and pretending nothing else is going on. Yeah, you know. All right. Okay, and they forgot to do that about this. About a lot of things, but yeah. about this, yes. they should have never said a word again. Just let it all. Right. The crown would have been over. People would have stopped talking about it. It's embarrassing. They've yeah. It's embarrassing and how embarrassing for the minister of whatever <laughs> to even have to say that. I bet they were like, "What? This? Come on!" There are emergency meetings yeah. about that, about yep. this Netflix thing, and I'm sure now the advice is stop, stop. All right, we'll be right back with random thought. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people, here we go. Um, now, let's just start it out with this. If you were going to, 2020, you know, people have had extra time on their hands to do a, to a, little, a lot of Google searching for things. And, and you know, we were talking about the lists that were going to come out. So what do you think is the top uh, 10 list uh, follow, that people wanted the most searched cosmetic procedures in 2020? Well, people do want to know what people did in their downtime. Like, I wonder if facelift moved up the up the chain of command, mm-hmm. or if it's still uh, beaten out by the one that you know. Brazilian butt lifts has exceeded, has moved ahead of nose jobs and boob jobs. Oh, here are there. <laughs> sounds like a horse race. It, it does. Really yeah. does. Like, Extra. And... Here's Brazilian butt lifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Boob jobs is coming up on the inside lane, not to be confused with hair transplants and lip fillers. All I know is wow. I got very early this morning and keeping up the Kardashian was on and because um, my son was over last night and he had it on E, I think mm-hmm. they were watching something. And uh, I started watching the Kardashians and this is way back when Caitlyn was just transforming and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, and Looking at those girls' lips and noses, and this is probably six years they, ago at the that most. Was, that was three or four faces ago. It <laughs> blows me away. And yeah. Kylie Jenner is the one that I kind of Even feel you, the worst for her because she's the youngest and she's... She maybe just, the most dysmorphia because... I think so because of growing up in that family and everything yeah, and what, yeah, she, yeah. what she looks like. And I just it kind of made me sad a little yeah. bit because she is just so, she was so young. Yeah. And even though she, she's this billionaire, she's got the life by the balls and everything supposedly, but I just but look at know, them in how much change. Chris Jenner is, I, all these crazy alien stories can't be true. Can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener hosted the unidentified alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there. The unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I, 
I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I, I, I side-eye judge her, but I've, I always, one of the things I always have thought, I thought, well, she was one of the most permissive moms I've ever heard of because she let her fourteen-year-old daughter date date like a twenty-year-old. I mean, football player. I don't know. Clearly, I mean, clearly, Robert Kardashian didn't have custody of those girls because he was an Armenian man. There's no No way way. he would have let uh, his daughter. You're right. Date. I mean, I just think like that. She was very permissive that way, and also filming a TV show starting like when you're nine. And then you're com- you completely have a bazillion dollars ten years later. Right. But I think her mom let her start have her first procedure at like sixteen. Yeah, and I know nose jobs is popular with people who have yeah. very bad noses at that age. But I'm just saying yeah. it started. It was weird. It was weird. But I like I like it for that would be a name of a horse race. Just yeah. plastic surgery. All, horse the, all the procedures. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta think that's funny. And how does lip injections go in with butt lifts and everything? I think of one being inpatient, one being I outpatient. totally do. They're not yeah. the same at all. Right, all right. Um, but I do have a theory, Lori. All right. If and I've noticed this, women who have butt implants and have the extra extra booty, I saw this. Always wear sweatpants and a crop top. Oh, well, because they want to show. It's like when a woman, I remember like when my sister got her, her big stripper pole boobies. And, and they, they were, and her sister, they were so big for her body. But, but, but she's tall. So yep. she's like five, like she's 5'10 uh, in heels, Rocco, and thin. Yeah. And so these, these, uh, you know, boobs on a stick, they looked really, really amazing. And she wore, um, amazing stuff. And everywhere we went, we like, you go in first. Right. You go in first, <laughs> right. you know, open the way, clear the gates for us, you know, right. get us some attention right away. No, that's what you do. Yeah, you're you exactly right. Off. You're exactly you right. You you're exactly right. All right. Here's a weird one. Remember MySpace? Yes. I never had. Any right. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. All right, but was was that like a music place? No, no. that was more like pre. It was like a face. Okay. kind of a friend thing. Okay, a friend mm-hmm. thing. So MySpace, you, you could listen to music. Yeah, and stuff. you could. Okay, so MySpace was in talks to acquire Facebook in two thousand and four, but passed because Mark Zuckerberg wanted to sell Facebook. For $75 million, and they thought that was too much. Wow. Facebook's current market cap is $445 billion. Yeah. MySpace sold in 2011 for $35 million. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a fun Well, one. sometimes it pays to be arrogant about your work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And knowing your worth, because he was just like, he probably like thought, what's the hugest number I can think of? Right. They'll never pay They'll never it. pay it, right. They don't have it or whatever, and I'll just, I don't want to really sell it, but hey, if they do, they do. I mean, I love that kind of cocky thinking. Mm-hmm. We saw that in the social network. Oh, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. All right, so um, other things that are happening out there right now, resolutions are starting to come out. I feel like no, it's too, too early. early. I'm Throw not going to give it to you. the side. Thank you very much. Um, Our resolution is to get through 2020 and pray for that damn vaccine. Yes. Okay. They're starting in Britain tomorrow, Yes, right? they mm-hmm. are. Our hearings Thanks are Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Okay, there are eight pawns on a chessboard. They all used to have their own names based oh. on their non-royalty jobs. Wow. Gambler, policeman, innkeeper, Merchant, doctor, weaver, blacksmith, 
and farmer. That is really good, Joy, because people have been I know. Binging Queen's I thought Gambit. that was a really good random. Playing chess, learning how to play online chess sets. I'm That's giving really you that. Good, Jules. I thought that was fun. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Fine. All right, here. So we got to give a shout out yes. to this because. You know, food insecurity has been a real issue with COVID. It was already an issue. Um, one in 11 Minnesota people um, were hungry in 2019. In 2020, it's one in eight Minnesotans. Oh, yeah. And so um, Surly, lovely Surly right love here. Surly, um, Surly Brewing has uh, teamed up with local liquor stores, and it's called Surly Gives a Damn, S-G-A-D along with 17 local liquor stores doing their part to make it easier to help out during the holiday season. So during the entire month of December, SGAD and liquor stores like France 44, Elevated Liquors, Liquor Boy, Morelli's Mm -hmm. have partnered with the Food Group, a local nonprofit focused on using nutritious foods to strengthen the communities in counties across Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's the largest food drive of the holiday season. Each store will have a giant blue bin for donations and a QR code for discount at the Surly Company score. The goal is they want to have fifteen hundred meals, which is like yeah, twelve hundred and two thousand dollars in donations. Okay, cool. It's underway. More information you can look up. Surly gives a damn where the local liquor stores are that are participating, so you can go and help out. And peanuts is the family is matching. I know it. The Richard M. Schultz Family Foundation is matching. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's really cool. Very cool. So thanks, right, Tiffany, good, for letting us know about that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, well, something that Mario Lopez is let, letting us know, which I mean, I Holly posted it. Holly posted it. Julia, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I, it's called The Recipe for Seduction. And it is uh, Mario Lopez, apparently, in a rom-com about Colonel Sanders. And it's uh, presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken Lifetime. I don't know what... It's a young heiress is contending with something. But when I saw it, I was just like, holy crap. I thought what? he just had a little spot. Oh, who, who the hell knows? But I just, thought it was please, even a spoof. So please. it's Sunday at... Noon Eastern, yeah, eleven Central. Wait, Listen, that, right? mm-hmm. I love. I, here's you know Patrick Duffy from Dallas famously yes. said last week, and I never got to mm-hmm. it that the minute his agent calls him and says I have a Lifetime or a Hallmark movie, he jumps on it. He says I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I know this is easy watching, like easy yeah. listening, right? People love it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's got a formula, but they always work. And Let me tell you this right. formula for Colonel oh, Sanders for okay. Mario. So Mario Lopez will star as the Colonel Sanders spokesman in a steamy mini movie that hinges less on the chain secret recipe of how many herbs and spices. Right. It's more about dysfunctional family dynamics and forbidden love. And it's called a recipe for seduction. And he looks kind of hot as a young Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. He looks like, uh, um, I mean, it's, it's. And then Lopez is also starring in Feliz Novidad, which sounds like it's about Covidad, but it's not. <laughs> Feliz Novidad. Anyway, but it's like basically an advertised 
advertiser sponsored TV show. I, you get that, I kind right? of am for it yeah, in a way. I bet I'm you. watching it right now. It yeah. looks kind of I actually think we have to watch this. I mean the commercials are pretty funny. They it's are. just a, yeah, it's just a little yeah. Does anyway. it make you go to KFC when's the last time? No, a recipe never, for never, seduction. Uh-huh. I actually kind of love yeah, it. Yeah. So there you go. It's posted. Take that's a look clever at it. on KFC's part. You know, I I gotta admit, I think that's kind of funny. Here's what KFC said. We always want our brand to show up in interesting and unexpected ways in popular popular culture, and it's perfect to have a lifetime mini movie event. I think it's funny. Uh huh. So, and it's on Sunday at what time? Uh, love. Uh, it said what noon, noon yeah, Eastern, something so like that. Well, so, the Vikings are there. Yeah, you can be yeah. stressed out and watch our Minnesota you can Vikings. Just DVR it, you know. Do we know how long it is? Is it, I mean, is it an hour long? Or? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm trying to figure so. it out, but you it's, know, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's hysterical that it's a steamy lifetime drama with an heiress, with dysfunctional, you know, blah blah blah. So, um. Anyway, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, look at Mario Lopez getting. I was wondering why he, he was making the rounds. Hot. And I don't like him. No, I'm no, not going to lie. One of our so what does that say about He you? was a horrible interview. Yeah, couldn't even bother to get out of his car. I know he drove by Hubbard <laughs> Broadcasting and waved. And we're talking about his new bodybuilding book, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't even get out of his car and come into the interviews. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I, did you do an interview? I did. You went out to his car. No, no, we did it over the funny oh, car. I, I and I and I am probably blowing this out of proportion as one does. Yeah, but maybe he didn't have enough time to do our interview. But whatever, he did it in the car, and the whole time he's talking to me, he's talking to his assistant. Get off me! Stop mm. that! Don't do that! Yeah, <laughs> we're driving. Right. It sounds like he's really doing something else. <laughs> So, the whole time. I made all this up. Yeah, but, but, so but was it kind of a good story? Yeah, Actually, though, Wacko, he was supposed to be on the air with us in studio and ran out of time. And so we did it over the phone. But literally, he could have carried a butt's patoots. Yeah. Because he was talking to Look someone else. We brought else. up two bad-mannered guests today and from two <laughs> ends of the spectrum, Dion Warwick <laughs> to Mario Lopez. If you want, we can fill you up with more. Yeah. You're no, never safe. It's We really have been lucky. It, oh, I mean, been, if you think about it, that's kind of like... Stephanie Powers. No, Stephanie Zimbalist. Zimbalist. And I wasn't here that day. And uh, Loretta Sweat. Loretta Sweat. That makes up the... That rounds out the quad. The The (laughs) Baseball field. Home run. That's right. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Okay. uh, (laughs) Stephanie Zimbalist. I wish I'd been there for that. No, that was... You could reminisce with Donnie about that. Oh, yeah. Because even he was shocked. Oh, we were so shocked how weird she was. Yeah. In studio. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Okay, so uh, I want to know this from you is The Godfather. Have you, both of you, seen it one I, or yes. two times? Which one? Mean, one, two, or three? Any of them. Okay, I've seen them all in everyone, and I didn't see three. I mean, I was younger when it first came out, mm-hmm. and so was Rocco. Right. Well, but it doesn't my matter. Brother, but like, I'm just saying right. it was iconic yeah. for my brothers you know and stuff like that yeah i just didn't hit me the first time around of course not you would have been too young right. your mom would have not let any of your your brother right. brother was like 11 when that movie right. came out or 12 so. but i did watch it and i remember watching three too not like bing 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 but watching three standalone and all the hella hellabaloo 
hullabaloo over mm-hmm. three with Sofia Coblea and it didn't stand you up to the standards. I remember all that because well, that was later. Okay, well, then you are going to like this story and I was hesitant to bring it to you today. Oh, I liked three. Okay. I was one of the few people who liked three. Okay, so that movie came out 30 years ago and like you said, what it was the third. So whatever, 30 years ago, please don't like make me do the math. But <laughs> Okay, you know, the 90s. You can do that. Was it the yeah. 80s or the 90s, Rocco? It was the add. 90s, I want to say. It was 1990. Yeah. Okay. So um, Harry Smith sat down from the Today Show with Francis Ford Coppola, Al Pacino, and Andy Garcia specifically to talk about the third one because uh, Francis Ford Coppola has had a chance to re-edit Godfather 3, talk about what, like openly, what this meant about critics talking about this movie and... Just kind of, it was kind of interesting because I, I haven't seen those three do an interview together, you know, ever in right, my mind. Right, you know, right, so right, I right. just was like immediately interested in the movie. And Casey just he just dismisses anything to do with three. Because of course he, he did. Because he's a he's a loyalist, loyalist to the first two. Right. He, but I want wanted him to hear this today so he could like get another view from All Francis right, Ford. So here we go. It had been more than 15 years since the commercial and artistic success of Godfather II, a masterpiece. And Francis Ford Coppola was not interested in mass production. I had never entirely felt comfortable that the Godfather tragedy was something that could be peeled off like a series of, uh, like an adventure story. Audiences flocked to the theater, but critics were cool to the picture and ice cold to Coppola's daughter, Sophia, cast as the naive daughter of Al Pacino's Michael Corleone. When the picture did get in some quarters attacked, they just came after this 18-year-old girl, and it was very painful to me. I felt it was sort of unfair. And, you know, I always wondered why she didn't stick with acting. Maybe this was one of the things that drove her into directing. People were... Horrifically horrible. Horrible. I don't remember that at all. I totally remember this. Wow. Horrible to her. And she was perfectly cast, I thought, as Michael Corleone's daughter. She looked so Italian. But they blamed everything on her that it didn't work. Oh, isn't that terrible? Yeah. When you think about it? Because, again, the loyalists. Right, right. And it's 15 years later. Having a woman uh, be the central story. Okay, let's play the next cut. This one is about Andy Garcia getting the job. Okay. Andy Garcia played the slick, quick-tempered Vincent. The day he auditioned, though, he remembers a roller coaster. Francis would like you to stay for dinner, so I said, "Great, you know, I'm, that's that's a good that's a good thing." And then, like five minutes went by, he knocked on the door again. He said, "There's been a change of plans. You can you can go home." <laughs> Garcia was in limbo until the next morning. You know, I felt good about what I did. I felt I took my shot, and I went home, and the next morning I got a call that, that Francis had offered me the part. For that role, Garcia won a Best Supporting Actor nomination. And as for Sophia's performance? Sophia's performance is absolutely soulful, and to me, I couldn't have asked for a better partner. I felt a great connection with her. He's so lovely. What He's, a nice thing to say. And, and then they showed a clip of them, like they were talking in a 
kitchen or something mm-hmm. like that. And I so just are thought, they, is Godfather 3 coming out with a re-edited he, version? Yes, yes. It comes yeah. out. He, it's been in the, some select theaters already, and then it's going to be on demand starting tomorrow from what I just oh, right. really? It's called The Godfather Coda, or maybe they're calling it Part 3 Coda. Do you have one more cut? Um, yeah, this is where they start quick? doing some lines. As we wrapped up our conversation, we laughed about some of the Godfather movie's most famous lines. I'm going to make him an offer again. Keep your friends close. close. Enemies closer. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in again. <laughs> Not very well delivered. <laughs> I got the think, words right. I don't, I don't think there's the second again. I think it's just when I'm out, they pull me back in. Just That's when correct. I thought I was out, they pull me back in. There it is. And Garcia. Can you give me the rest of my words for the day, Francis? I'm having a rough day. It's Francis Ford Coppola. Goodbye, Al. Goodbye, Andy. Goodbye, everyone. So they were all all on a Zoom. Right? And Mario Puzo, Al Pacino, I think, might have told this story. Or maybe it was Francis. said one time that he had met Mario Puzo. It it must have been Francis Ford Coppola. And he said, many of the iconic one-liners that I used in The Godfather were things that my mother actually said. Okay. And I'll leave it right. to you as to which ones she would say and right. which ones she wouldn't. And he was the author, author of The Godfather. Of the yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes, there's a whole new ending, and he's very Really? Is, is it all the old footage that he just it's reimagined? Or? No, he had... He reshot things? He re-edited it. Well, I know, but I get that, that he re-edited it. But was it with the old footage, or they, did they shoot That's anything new? That's how much extra stuff they oh, have. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, wow. he got to make the ending he wanted. So, All right, listen, we come back. We're going to Hollywood speak. Oh, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Oh, Julia, I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with this one. It's a cute one. Okay. A California boy mistakes Prince Harry for a Christmas tree salesman at a lot at Big Waves Dave's Christmas Tree and Pumpkin Patch. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. What a name of a place. Big Wave Dave's Christmas Trees and Pumpkin Patch, which is set up in tents outside of Macy's in Santa Barbara. And um, apparently they'd arranged to have the place all to themselves. Oh, but this kid oh my his... gosh, to get a Christmas tree, they have to, okay, get mm-hmm. over yourself. Julia? Get over your royal fake self. I'm sorry. Really? That bothers me. Okay. Oh, that one bugs uh, me. Does it bug you? Jesus, who the heck do you think you are that you have to close down well, a place? because I guess the photos, maybe they wanted to bring Archie and they don't want people taking pictures. I know, but they're not that big of a deal. But people would be there and yeah. take pictures. And All right, so what happened? And people could lunge so, around trees, and it might be a hard place to protect people. Listen, there are crazies, and these two have to be get. You know what I mean? You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. Anyway, this the Christmas tree salesman is the one who told Page Six about that. The this family, one family, and the little boy ran up to Harry and asked, "Do you work here? Can you help us?" Well, that's perfect. But so if they had it shut off from other people, how was this? Just they were they were on their way oh, out God, and the kid God. just like zipped away from the parents. And um, anyway, so. Got it. Okay. Okay. So 
But I love really getting how you feel about yeah, getting yes. that out there. Did the Queen's housekeeper quit over the staffer's refusal to isolate over Christmas? What do you know about this? Well, I know that there Jeez. is. Someone did quit. At the place where they're yeah. not going for Christmas right. for the first time in like 75 years. Yep. <sighs> Maybe she's been the housekeeper for 75 years. What about that, you guys? Could that be the story? Maybe. She's been with the queen for 32 years. All right, fine. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough what a time? Story. Isn't that, that enough service? That doesn't seem like a story that we can I, get anywhere. I, Larsa Pippen, I mean, it took me forever to figure out, like, keep straight who this chick is. Because there's another Lara, Lara, okay, Larsa Pippen is married to Scottie Pippen, but having a fling. She's the ex-wife of Scottie okay, but Pippen. But having a fling with a Minnesota Timberwolf. Malik Beasley. That yes. is correct. Yes. That who is, just had, who is married and has a one-year-old son. Oh, dear. Well, okay, here's what Larsa says. She took to Instagram and said, this was on Friday, don't don't judge me until you know me. Don't underestimate, underestimate me or challenge me. <laughs> and don't talk about me until you've talked to me. Wow. So apparently, because the wife was shocked and surprised. Oh, the wife filed for know, divorce. Yeah, she was surprised to know her. You know, when you're going to be married and dating, it's best not to be photographed going through airports These are like holding hands. Notes. Important, easy to follow, cheating one-on-one advice. Yeah, sorry, thank you. Yeah, so anyway, she Larsa is really, you know, she's also was Kim Kardashian's BFF for a Yes, for I remember years. her. Yep, yep. And they kind of look alike. Yep, they kind of do. And then Kim and Kanye got in a beef about her because Kanye liked to call Larsa at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning to talk to her when his Is own it wife Larsa wouldn't talk to her. Is it Larsa or Larissa? It's Larsa. Larsa. And then, then Larsa, I will just say this in defense of her, she called Kim and she said, look, your husband won't stop calling me. Right. So Kim got mad at Larsa instead, instead of, getting of getting mad at, at Kanye. Kanye. So that's this what one does. Blame the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's another one. Oh, dear. Bread and beer. Earth, wind, and fire says they don't have groupies anymore, Julia. Earth, okay. Earth, wind, and fire in the year 2020, when they're all like 82 years old, are saying they no longer have groupies. Yeah, well, that makes an me, interview. Philip Bailey is only, happy. he's 69. He must be the second. I mean, he's been a lead singer for a long time. Because um, he would have only been like, uh, I don't know how old, in 1960. And maybe is the original. No, he can't. He would have been a baby. Anyway, but he said the thing that comes right to mind about us right now is there's no fool like an old fool. So even if there were groupies, they wouldn't be having it. Those guys are all settled up. Yeah. Oh, remember how fun they were? Didn't we yes. see them at the fair? They opened for somebody. I don't know Patty that I LaBelle, saw. maybe. You, I did not go to that concert Jeez, with you. that was fun. Yes. Rocco, I mean, I've those seen guys. them like at a Hollywood f- event or something. I bet you, you know. They know. Everyone knows up. their songs. You're oh, all just yeah. singing and dancing. It's so much fun. So I bet they had the groupies back in the day. Chloe um, Kardashian is posing naked to sell boots. Julia, what do you make of that? It was a surprise. Well, why wouldn't she? <laughs> They're her boot line. I mean, these guys pose naked to do anything. Why not? Yeah, that's... Gets attention. That's how they sell. That's how you sell. Mm-hmm. But really, no one's buying slouchy big boots for $400. Well, no, 
Well, how do you know? Well, I kind of think that's don't... a sexy picture and wouldn't mind a pair if I could look like that. Well, I know, it but it kind I'm of just... is a sexy picture. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just saying, I don't know. And then Drew Barrymore let us know last week that her wardrobe people are putting extenders in her pants. She's COVID eating. I'm like, oh, yeah, many okay. people are. Okay. Like the people, the place to invest was probably all the snack companies. Oh, and, oh I have, you, Lord, you know you what have I mean? No idea. How much Nabisco? No, and, in, in good old Triscuits. Don't forget about that. Oh yeah, geez, <laughs> GD Triscuits. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so here is what happened. Grubhub, who's one of those you know delivery things that yeah. everyone seems to do, but you and I, right? Rocco, do you do Grubhub? Um, not that much. No. I don't either. Here's the ten fam foods. It used to be plant based last year, everything yeah. healthy. This year, it's one hundred percent comfort food. Comfort food, I believe it. Chicken wings, waffle fries, cake, steak quesadillas, spicy chicken sandwich, burrito bowl, fish yeah. and chips, strawberry oh, shakes. Yeah, yeah, good Just stuff. bring it on. Yeah, I. If I ever thought it would be hot, but don't you? Don't the restaurants make more money if you go direct? Correct. Yes, they do. All right. Holly, what do you got going on out there no, with the press? we're just going to break here. Oh, 